0: And that first reading today from Genesis Abraham is greatly blessed for his hospitality to his mysterious visitors. Then the New Testament letter to the Hebrews reflects on this reading from Genesis and the importance of hospitality. And it says, "Do not neglect to show hospitality. Some have entertained angels without knowing it." And I think maybe it was even more than angels. Maybe it was even the blessed Trinity. One of the oldest icons of the Trinity is a depiction of this scene of these three mysterious visitors visiting Abraham and Sarah. So if hospitality is so important, and it's a good thing, is Jesus telling Martha not to practice hospitality? Well, of course not. He gently reminds her that she is anxious and worried. Jesus doesn't say anything is wrong with Martha's actions of hospitality but he notices that something is wrong in her soul. He's the one who can see into the heart. Martha is focused on herself rather than on him, and we know that by what she says. She talks about herself. Anxiety and worry are the tools that the evil one uses to get us to focus on ourselves and to focus less on him, to focus too much on our own abilities or maybe a lack thereof and forgetting about the providence of God. So then, Martha and all of us, we should maintain that focus on God himself and his loving providence and the importance of remaining in his presence. And we notice that Jesus doesn't praise Mary for being contemplative, always being at the feet of Jesus while doing nothing else, of course, would be a disorder. But he praises her for choosing the one necessary thing, him being in his presence. So we notice then that life is a harmony and rightly ordered when everything in our lives finds its place centered around that one focal point, which is God himself. So when we put the love of God at the center, then we notice our jobs, our families, our recreation, our friendships, they all also are rightly ordered and fall into place. So his presence in these normal and mundane things of our lives enhance our love for him when we fail to put him at the center then we notice that things become disintegrated and our lives seem to fall apart so if we choose the the one necessary thing everything else then should fall into place with the love of God at the center of our lives we should find ourselves happily integrated and at peace perhaps noticing that peace that only He can give. And with God's grace, we can be contemplatives in action, the best of both Martha and Mary. Our desire for God's presence leads us to have a zeal for hospitality. Then our work will be done for His glory, not for our own. The whole reason for being hospitable in the first place, it's to show forth God's goodness, to show forth God's providence. So what we can learn from Jesus in this gospel is that God can transform our work and our normal mundane things that we do and make them a a means of his presence in our lives. And our prayer time could even help us to work better, helping us then to realize that our work also is for his glory. Some people, though, might fall into the trap of thinking, well, my work is my prayer. But of course, that can be very dangerous If we don't carve out that time and spend it in His presence, we might end up doing our own will instead of His will. And we can sanctify the world, we can sanctify ourselves with a life of prayer that gives meaning to these normal earthly tasks. So it is in the midst of our daily work, and by means of that daily work, that God is calling us to live lives of holiness. The Second Vatican Council reminds us of our universal call to holiness. We all have that similar vocation between us. We are called to be saints, and we do it by loving God completely in the middle of our normal lives, in the middle of these mundane tasks that we find ourselves doing every day. So union with him then, we notice, brings about personal holiness. Our ability to work then becomes God's gift. So good Christian stewardship of his gifts requires us then to be attentive to his presence in everything that we do. And of course, that is a challenge for us. We get distracted. He invites us to experience the stillness and the silence of being in his presence. Mary sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. We are invited to do the same. That same Jesus who visited the house of Martha and Mary is present in our tabernacles all around the world. Will you sit beside the Lord at his feet and listen to him speak? Besides eating his body and drinking his blood at this holy sacrifice of the Mass, I find my time in quiet adoration in front of the tabernacle, the best time that I spend each day. And I think ahead to the end of life And I don't think that when I meet the Lord face-to-face, I will regret any of the time that I spent at His feet next to the tabernacle, in His presence. I'll probably regret the time that I waste watching TV, but probably not the time in His presence. So the Catholic response, then, to Martha and Mary is yes and yes. Both and. We are contemplatives. We are people of action. And we combine the work ethic of Martha with the contemplative spirit of her sister Mary. But the key, of course, is to keep our focus on him. The task of the Christian is to find God in our daily lives. And with God's grace, we can transform our work into the hinge on which our calling of holiness rests and turns. So this Eucharist is our starting place, the source of our strength, our spiritual nourishment, And we are literally sitting at the feet of of Jesus, listening to him speak to us. But then from here, we make a plan to be in union with Christ in prayer. So we can ask ourselves a very important question. What is my plan? And how how will I put it into action today?